Joining me now for Locked On Gators bonus episode this Saturday morning is Tyler Fornis. Find him on Twitter at the Real Forno. And we're back. Uh, last week we did not have a, our little bonus episode because there were no lines on Bet Online for Florida versus Eastern Washington. So that that was that. Uh, but now we've got SEC action. It's the Florida Gators hosting the Missouri Tigers for homecoming and. Just starting off the spread, Florida minus 10.5. It's consistently been there this whole week. How you feel about it? Man, I don't know how to feel about this Missouri team, let alone this Florida team, because Missouri, you can tell that they're playing for Eli Drinkwitz, but they're just not able to get over the hump. Obviously, when you talk two weeks ago, their game against Auburn, they had that game won. They were six inches, six literal inches away from winning, and all of a sudden, hey, the guy extends the ball out and fumbles it into the end zone. Auburn recovers in overtime, and that is that. And then last week, they played lights out football. They were great against the Georgia Bulldogs. A 28-point spread. They lost by four, and they were in control of that game from the jump. 13 to nothing at halftime, and they just kept in control. Now, when you project forward, they're not going to be able to play like that every week because this team – that felt like their max output performance. How close is Florida going to get? It is a 10.5-point spread. It is homecoming, and we saw how much improvement Anthony Richardson has shown over the past couple of weeks, including last week in the Swamp when he came back. He kind of had some issues uh, games two and three after that breakout performance against Utah. He feels a lot more comfortable now, and you can tell just how he operates the offense. It was good for him to get back against an FCS team and just feel better about himself playing at home. And I like where the Gators are at. I like how they're trending upward, but this Missouri team is a major wild card. How are they going to perform? I just don't know. And that's why even a 10 and a half, it's, I really don't want to touch it. I think if you're going to touch anything, you want to shoot the over. I believe you said it was 54. Like that to me is where you're going to want to play this. Um, maybe like Gators uh, in the first half, I believe the, the prop is what minus seven. Like yeah. that's, that's the kind of stuff you should play here. The overall spread, it's too dangerous and volatile considering where both of these teams are at and what we've seen from them over the course of their first five games. Yeah, I, I think, too, the thing for me that's really throwing me off here is how well Missouri played against Georgia. And just, like, I, I don't think they can replicate that. But I'm also, like, is there going to be a little bit of a, I don't want to say hangover, but it, it's hard to play the number one team that tight and then turn around and then play the next Saturday morning. Next Saturday, I mean, for them it'll be morning because they're used to that 11 a.m. kickoff mm-hmm. noon for some time. So I, I think that it's pretty difficult to kind of play number one and then turn around and play well again, similar to Florida last year with Alabama. They played well above their weight class, and then, I mean, they beat Tennessee the week after, but it still wasn't – they never achieved that level again. And I'm like, can Missouri do that or will they avoid that? And what is it? Because it seems like you're playing pretty much. You're like, we need to win this game. We want like, this is the game for us. And you come up short. It's really hard for me to see how they just bounce back like that. But at the same time, 10 and a half is kind of a lot for, for a team where, I mean, they they just went to the wire with Georgia. And mm-hmm. so I, I just find such a difficult time at that. Do you touch the money line here? I don't think you do. I feel like, or I don't think you will say we should because that's just based on my experience doing this. Uh, Florida minus 400, Missouri plus 320. I, uh, I'll i say this. If you think Florida's going to stumble and 
let's be honest. This has been a volatile Florida team outside of the domination that we saw against uh, Eastern Washington. It was four highly contested games. This is not a Florida team that's that's going to be boat racing people. They're still figuring it out. They obviously have holes on both sides of the ball that they need to continue to address, both via the transfer portal and recruiting, which Billy Napier, I think, is doing a really good job of attacking some of those. If you think Florida's going to stumble, Missouri's a very intriguing bet. But this game could go in so many different directions. I wouldn't recommend playing either side just because. And there are some of those lines that are just scary. Um, One of them that we saw earlier in the year was Houston UTSA, where Houston was minus four. And it ended up being a trap because they only won 37-35 in that triple overtime just bonanza. Like This is a line where I really wouldn't touch. And money line's kind of the same way. I would do props. I would do halves, quarters. Um, maybe look at doing some in-game betting. If Florida or Missouri just takes control, then you can really uh, try to maximize your money that way. I wouldn't touch the money line either. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. It's easy to play and win cold hard cash in a single game. I can't tell you. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with them, but... For me, the easiest pick has always been whatever they put for John Reese Plumley's rushing yards. I'm saying he's going to get higher than that because it's just it's just it, it's an ATM. It's a it's a cash machine here. I'm just getting it consistently, and they keep disrespecting him. So I'm going to keep doing it. Underdog is just so great. I mean, it's one of the best fantasy platforms out there with the fun user experience and. I've always, I say this every time I do this read, I love when you click share and you get the nice little design there and you just send it. It's just so aesthetically pleasing to me. Their support team, by the way, is fantastic. Sign up with the promo code locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get another $100 free with promo code locked on. All right. And then, I mean, you just mentioned props. So let's talk about that a little bit. The only props really for Florida right now that we're looking at are Anthony Richardson. First of all, passing touchdowns, one and a half, which I mean, for a while, he didn't have any. And then he kind of turned it around. So how do we feel about one and a half? I'd probably continue to go over as long as it's going to be one and a half because he's gotten a lot more comfortable. And as we talked about, he was not comfortable in games two and three in the swamp. Almost like the fame was just a little too much for him. Um, I had heard some things that he really just struggled with how much attention he was getting, which look, he's a 20 year old kid. Not a lot of people can handle that really well off the jump. And he had some struggles with it and that's fine. But the big thing that you need to think about is how is he growing and progressing from that? And he seems to be getting in a groove, getting in his own zone and playing good football. I think one and a half is a pretty easy number to smash. Um, if it gets to two and a half, then I think you have some real consideration to bet under, but this is a Missouri defense that isn't very good. Um, I know Stetson Bennett didn't throw any touchdowns last week, but Penn, sorry, Auburn did LSU did. I, yeah, I'm going to take the over. Yeah. And then passing yards is at two fifteen and a half. I think you got to go over here too. He's hit the over the last two weeks. And we talked about it when they were about to play Tennessee if you want, if you think he's going to take that jump, you got to play the over, but you have to be careful if he really flames out. And he figured it out, and he threw for 450. He nearly tripled his number, which was incredibly impressive. He is starting to really learn how to play the game of football with his talent because 
one of the tough parts about guys who just have an immense amount of talent, and you saw it with Kyler Murray with that additive to his contract. Michael Vick was the same way. Guys who have never needed to learn the technical side to win often don't. And it seems like Richardson has really tried to get better in that sense. He's throwing with touch, not just fastballs, which that turnaround from the first two games, really, really impressive. I think you got to go over here because I think Napier is starting to really trust what Richardson can do on the field, not just from a talent perspective, from an execution standpoint. And I think uh, he's probably going to start averaging 250 to 300 a game. Yeah. And then, I mean, now looking at rushing yards, which is something where, I mean, we, we've seen him do it before. He's incredibly athletic and incredibly talented as a runner. His over-under is set at 44 and a half, which is, I think, pretty significant since last week he had one carry for 45 yards. So last week was one carry. He hit that. And then in week one also, I believe it was set at 43 and a half and he got it on that one touchdown run. So 44 and a half, how do we feel about it? Listen, how many times is he going to be able to run the football? And when he does, how explosive is he going to be? Because you just made the point. In two carries, he's already beaten the prop twice. One interesting angle, if you are able to find it, um, and maybe Bet Online will post it, total yards for Anthony Richardson. If, if you combine those two numbers and he gets to be about 260, I would smash the over because I think that's a more likely scenario for to include his rushing yards because it, he's like Adrian Peterson. It's all or nothing. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because you get that all quite a bit. But if he gets stifled, you could really get burned. Um, I'd still probably go the over because he's probably going to bust out a long run and then and then get some reads here and there where he gets like five, six. And, but you always have the ability to get that long touchdown run, and that's why it's so intriguing. Yeah, I think that Anthony Richardson might be one of the most volatile people to bet on, um, but it's, it's mm-hmm. fun. It's fun when it works and that's what matters, right? You're not trying to make money. You're just trying to have some fun with it. Um, this was Tyler Fornes. Catch him on Twitter at the real Forno. Catch him here every Saturday as we preview Florida versus Missouri and Florida versus whoever their opponent will be. And we try to make you some money.